Hey, Saraya, how's it going? Woo, it's going well. How about you? I'm doing pretty good. So, Thanks for asking. so Siri, <laughs> Siri's doing not too shabby either. Siri so. is excited about this episode too. And I've got her on mute, so this is weird. Anyways, um, I am wearing my 4th of July shirt because we're recording this on July 3rd. Um, we, it won't post until July 15th. Um, but anyways, your shirt is pretty darn cool. I am wearing the muff shirt, a muff shirt. Is that and a co coincidence or? Jeff, you know, usually you and I share a brain cell and we dress alike, talk alike, think alike. Yeah, but sure. today we diverge, but we've come together because yes, this is our 4th of July weekend uh, extravaganza show. And we will be talking about a Muffs album that was recently reissued. Here's the original. The amazing, beautiful, really, really happy. And we are going to be talking with who, Jeff? Ronnie? Well, Ronnie Barnett is one. Okay. And? Roy McDonald. Thank you very much. Yeah, we'll be talking with Roy and Ronnie today. And we have a very extra special guest host joining us as well. This time, Ronnie gets to be in the hot seat and our guest host gets to be the one and only Frank DeGrado from the JFJ Conspiracy Podcast. Yes, and Club Barnett. Uh, show oh, that Club Barnett and a few others too. Yes. So uh, thank you for correcting me. Jeff, we got a lot of people, a lot of talking, you know, because Ronnie's the quiet one and Roy's the talker. Yeah. Or is it the other way around? I don't know. I don't know. I think they're both. Let's get started. Hi, this is Soraya. And this is Jeff. Our podcast is called Paisley Stage Raspberry and Rhyme. A podcast where the two of us play music that we like and share anecdotes and background about the tunes. We hope you'll join our conversation. And without further ado, agroviar. Let's get groovy. 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 Roy, I was wondering if you could help start us off. And Frank, uh, feel free to join in anytime. And thank you for being our co-host. Oh, thank you for having me. So um, really, really happy. Gets released in 2004, five years after Alert Today, Live Tomorrow. And in the liner notes, Roy, you talk about the fact that a lot of bands, uh, when they lose a manager or a label, that's kind of the end of their career. And that's the end. But you guys were really good friends. What kept you guys together from... Uh, falling prey to that normal uh, aspect of bands just crumbling? Well, we always kind of, we always did a show or something at least once a year. Like we never, you know, we would go do some shows in New York and New Jersey, or we'd get an offer to like fly somewhere and go do a few shows. So you know, we always, you know, and we were always into doing stuff like that. So even when we took a break and we took a break after Alert Today Alive Tomorrow, there was like, you know, the tour was a little tougher than the previous tours. We're kind of falling out with our manager at that point. It, you know, didn't really work out at the late at that label like we kind of thought it was. So it was a kind of time to take a little break, you know, uh, and but we we never like you know, Ronnie, we never broke up. We just, we were always like, okay, time to take a break. We'll just kind of do our thing. Kim will go back, start writing some songs. And um, it just ended up being a longer break actually than anything else. Um, yeah, even though we were like a major label band or whatever, we were always like a working band and we were always kind of at that, uh, 
I, I hate to use the term mid-level, but you know, that kind of level, like, um, you know, so we weren't like sponge or something like where you have like a, a hit and you're on the major label and you're, and you're yeah. you know, and then you're expected to have another hit and you don't, and then you break up when you get dropped, you know? So we, uh, you know, we, we, we always kind of, uh, I don't know. We, we, we never had a period where we were just kind of like, what do we do next? We just kind of, we went from, from reprise to, you know, fat records and then just like, okay, that didn't work out. And, you know, we did a tour and then, you know, after, after that, the next year after that, we did a tour that Roy couldn't do. Um, yeah. we did the warp tour, um, with our friend Jim Waspiza and, um, you know, so that took up a good chunk of that year and, you know, it's always the Kim writing songs. And like Roy said, we always play it. We, we, we would play LA a few times a year, every year, like, uh, yeah. You know, and San Diego and San Francisco and all, all that, all that kind of stuff. And, and uh, yeah, so people mark time by the record releases, but, you know, they don't know that we were maybe in Japan, you know, the next year or whatever. So, well, that was a testament to just the popularity of the band being able to do those one-off shows here and there during a break like that, because so many times a band doesn't put something out and they're forgotten about. Yeah, no, true. And, and we were, you know, we, we, our shows were always like, you know, crowded and, and you know what I mean? We weren't, uh, we weren't struggling to uh, be in a bottom of a bill somewhere, you know, and knock our heads against the wall. So. No, we always had like a pretty like core fan base that always came out to see us every time we toured, Yeah, you know? And so, yeah, that was, that was that, you know, a lot of bands don't have that. A lot of those bands that have a hit, you know, like they actually don't have any kind of like fan base under them. They're just kind of, okay, they've got this hit. It was on the charts for a while. People saw the video a lot. Yeah. And then, and now no one gives a shit, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Those are the bands that break up. (laughs) (laughs) And you guys have a fan base that's worldwide. I mean, we saw that uh, compilation video with, from Japan, what, two years ago, which is amazing. Like two, what, two, three hours. I think it's four hours. Like it's in two parts. Yeah. It, it, that came out of nowhere. Yeah. That's incredible. So that that's really a testament to the fan base of the band. Uh, Ronnie, there was something that you wrote in the liner notes that I wanted to touch on. And that's um, when Kim was putting together these demos uh, that w- were released this year. Um, also in an LP version that looks like this, um, which is pretty cool record store day release. Um, and thank you, Frank, for picking up this copy for me. Cause I went to four stores and they were all sold out. <laughs> so thank you, Frank. Yep. Um, and uh, by, so by the way, no, no one's mentioned it, um, but that that picture is not uh, era <laughs> uh, appropriate to the demos. No, <laughs> but yeah, it's, a, a good it's a great cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a great little yeah. cover. And it's really really cool that she has Roy's shirt hanging. I was going to say she's also <laughs> wearing my shirt in the actually she has my shirt in the background there. Like, <laughs> she said, "Roy, take that shirt off because I you know that's what I did a lot taking the shirt off." Yeah. <laughs> and the guys go crazy. I've I've seen those tits many times. Yes. <laughs> so Ronnie, uh, you sorry, mentioned- Soraya. No, no, no. Please, this is family. I I'm talking get- about male. Yeah, I'm talking about male tits. It's all good. So, yeah. <laughs> Ronnie, you mentioned the Frankensteining of Roy's drum parts as Kim put together these demos. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because I'm curious, were were Roy's drums uh, from a previous recording and she isolated the tracks or Roy, did you record those just 
to, for her to have available. How did this whole drum Frankensteining thing happen? Oh, sorry. I'll let Roy, I should probably let Roy take that. I mean, um, no, you this, know, this yeah, is common I mean, now. It, it's, it's common now, but yeah, then. Yeah, I mean, you know, we got to a point, you know, with, um, you know, especially with this album where we were just, you know, I would go into a studio, I would do the drum tracks to like a scratch guitar with Kim and then, and then, you know, or, you know, and then everything else was recorded at Kim's house. Like that's kind of like, the way the process worked at this point. Um, so she had all these drum tracks that she could like mess around with, you know, from, from other songs and she would like slow them down or edit them and throw a, you know, throw a fill, you know, that wasn't in the, that part of the, <laughs> the original song somewhere else. So she would manipulate. So that's what we call a Frankenstein drum, you know, the Frankenstein uh, demo. That's that's how she started doing it. Other than you know, aside from doing like the drum machine thing that she used to do on on so many of her demos, um, she actually started using my drums. Wow! And I think yeah. I, Ronnie, you mentioned also in the liner notes like how complete the songs sound with that. I mean, when you listen to the demo versions on the CD or the album with Roy's shirt in the background, they both um, they both. Those the, the demos feel like almost I mean they're complete songs and very and for the most part very close to what 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 the released version of really really happy sounds like. Yeah. Um, well, well, like we're kind of sit like like all this is common now, right? People have recording studios uh, in their houses and do whatever and Frankenstein parts and drums. But um, back then, I sound like an old man, but you know, back then in the, uh, the late nineties. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I remember when we, when we did our, our last major label record, Happy Birthday to Me, like Kim bought equipment out of the budget and recorded the vocals at home. And it seemed really radical at the time, like because we were used to being in these big, you know, recording at Ocean Way, you know, next to Eric Clapton and stuff. And, uh, yeah, you know, that, that, having Whitfield Crane from Ugly Kid Joe uh, walk past us, you know, what? You, like, so it seemed really rad. like you're going to do the vocals at home yourself with like recording equipment that's in your apartment, like. You know, it seemed really radical. So by the time we got to um, really, really happy, you know, looking at the looking back on those demos, I can see because we, we did alert today at a, at a, a, a real well, kind of a real studio, too. It was it, it was a back house, but it was a, a back was, house. That's right. But but it was a big board and, you know, same kind of thing. But um, um, but yeah, but I, I can see now looking at those demos that, that it was really a test run for the record. Like, that's mm -hmm. why because she 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 never like did i mean it sounds it's almost like a besides the drums you know no offense roy because they're not real drums um yeah. besides the drums it sounds like a record for you know more or less you know yeah um so i can see yeah it, it was really a test run for the final record and, and of course you know hearing those demos it, not to give credit to me and roy but you do the record does sound like a band where the the demos you know don't they sound like demos right yeah 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 they, they sound yeah so um, and the be beauty of it, though, is those demos are very similar. You guys didn't stray from the demos. She brought a complete package pretty much. Well, she was also like writing for like the trio at that point. Like right. she kind of knew she knew that I was going to go ba -da -ba -ba -da -ba or something like that. So she would do it like, you know, right. like she kind of knew how we played at that point. We've been around together and playing, you know, for so long that, yeah, there there really wasn't much to add you know, we kind of, you know, we would read each other's minds at some point, you know? Um, so, 
yeah, doing those demos. I mean, that's why it was so easy to do that. You know, when we, um, when we had to do no holiday, you know, we were, that was weird sometimes because we were playing to demos where there were my drums from other songs that she demoed. And then I had to actually, <laughs> that was a weird, that, yeah, that, that whole situation, but yeah, yeah. She kind of, you know, she kind of wrote, she kind of wrote the songs with us in mind and what we were going to do. So that's why I think that's why it was so close. The finished product was. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And they're, and they're pops, you know, she, she's a pop songwriter. I mean, so yeah. we're not, we're not throwing in uh going back to neurotical like that 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 bit in the uh, middle of pink piece of piece we're wow. not throwing in yeah. we're not throwing in bits like that <laughs> yeah we're not like we're, we're not like throwing in different time signatures you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i got an idea kim uh, yeah 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 um, yeah no no uh she obviously you know it's, it's a cliche at this point but she was good at what she did so yeah, yeah you know there are little arrangement things we, we might have um you know it's not like she we, some of those songs we learned and we're playing, you know, and she just, she did demos of them. You know what I mean? So there might've been, me, me and Roy would have slight arrangement ideas at times. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, and tell her things sounded like other things. And, you know, there, there were roles in the band. You know what I mean? It wasn't just, yeah. here's your, here's your orders guys. And, uh, yeah. you know, it's like, uh, uh, I, I saw some, I don't know, Ted Templeman or somebody talking about how, uh, Oh no, it was Bob Ezrin, uh, Frank. Yeah. Uh, he's talking about, look, if I come in and I, and the drummer is not say the best drummer in the world, but he's the guy that like, you know, fills this personality role in the band. Like the band's not going to be the same if I replace him, you know? Right. So, yeah. You know, again, not giving me and Roy too much credit, but you do deserve the credit. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and before I walk all over this interview with questions, Frank, I know you already tossed one question out. <laughs> Is there, anything, okay. is there anything that you wanted to ask before I ask before you? Well, no, uh, my, my qu other question, because I was exactly right on point with, with Jeff with the drums, because we were going round and round about, okay, are these, these are samples, but were these complete songs? And I was wondering if Roy, if you would, if you, on some of these demos, oh, I remember this particular pattern from this song or a different song, but moving on from that, the, the studio time, since you guys had pretty much your roles defined and this particular album, you've got some guest appearances also doing some backing vocals and things like that. Were you in the studio during that time or was that done after the fact? No, after, um, e even during alert today, alive tomorrow, that was kind of when I stopped spending like every minute at the studio. I mean, Blonder and Blonder, happy birthday to me. I was pretty much there, you know, all the time, even long after my parts were done. Uh, and at, yeah, at that point, like I'd come in, you know, I would come in to do some percussion things at Kim's house, but no, we recorded, we recorded my stuff in a studio. Um, and we probably, that was probably two days, Ronnie. I, it's been a long yeah. time, but uh, it was probably... Yeah. Yeah, we probably like, you know, booked a couple of days to do that. Um, yeah. I like to do things in like one or two takes. And we usually, you know, we would practice, you know, to go into the studio to make sure we, were, we knew the songs frontward and backward and were tight. Um, so, yeah, like we didn't like figure things out in the studio. We were never a band that really figured 
figured stuff out in the studio. I read about these bands that like it came in with no songs and just figured like we never did that. Right. We, yeah. you know, Kim wrote, there was like a pattern. Kim wrote songs. We started rehearsing, you know, learning the songs and then we started rehearsing them over and over again. And then we'd go into the studio. So right. yeah. But after that, Kim would just, people would come to her house and do a part. Wow. Yeah. You probably she, went to her house to do your bass part, right, Ronnie? Uh, yeah. Probably more than once too. I, I would have to sometimes have to redo them a couple of times. Yeah. Um, she was in just, an apartment then. Yeah. Yeah. So we weren't, <laughs> yeah, we didn't have a big, big amp plugged in or anything. Uh, yeah. That was the start of all that. I mean, um, I said this somewhere recently being in the studio to me basically meant lunch. You know what I mean? Like I was, <laughs> I, I, me, me and Roy weren't sitting there being like, you know, Kim, a, a guitar sounds a little crunchy on that one. Or you know what I mean? Or, or like, no, um, no. <laughs> If you look at the pictures of um, happy birthday to me, like of me, like I'm as big as a house. That's because we were, <laughs> that's because we were like eating catering every day. <laughs> and I was, like, I was broke. So I was driving out there. Yeah. You know, because the engineer would be like, Hey, let's go to, you know, where, where, where we go to a lot. There was a lot of, I remember during. Oh, uh, uh, oh god let's get some tacos we get a, ta a lot of tacos or uh oh yeah it's going we eat there a lot yes. yes no no so when you hear about these uh you know hundred fifty thousand dollar budget for happy birthday to me a lot of that yeah it's food <laughs> as it should be yeah. as it should be yeah yeah, yeah. that yeah. pretty much stopped when we left uh warner reprise <laughs> yeah so, so me Ronnie, did it you was like going to Paquito Moss for lunch. <laughs> after that, Ronnie, so did you go direct with the, your bass, or was it still through an amp and it was mic'd? Or I, I must have went direct. I, okay. I don't, I don't really remember, but it, uh -huh. it had to, it had to be. I know I didn't move my SVT to her apartment, and uh -huh. yeah, um, you know, uh, even on the, uh, even on the big budget records, like. Uh, yeah, they would mic the amp or whatever, but you'd be going direct to, you know, okay. and it often be a, and, and sometimes that you'd, you'd run the direct through through an amp afterwards right. and stuff like that. And, um, again, this is all over my head. I, I, I just, I, yeah, I, I talking about hanging around the recording, just, I, I just, yeah. I, I, Kim would complain that we weren't there enough sometimes, but like, um, yeah. she also really wouldn't, I mean, Seriously, what are we going to do? Like, while they're renting, we, we spent most of the time eating and watching TV in the other room. I mean, we did, we did, and occasionally, you know, you know smoking pot with Lindsey Buckingham. Yeah, that was there you go. Is that all? And it was, was stuff like that, too. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's that what was... you because you go there thinking, like, who am I going to see? You know, like, you know, <laughs> yeah, like, oh, I just cool. passed Cheryl Crow in the hall. Yeah, yeah, like, with, with Eric Clapton, you know, <laughs> yeah. Now I'm taking a piss next to Jeff Healy. Um, <laughs> I don't know. So Ronnie, Ronnie, you mentioned <laughs> in here that you're not the most technically savvy member of the band. So, yeah. so, so there's True, that. as I just alluded to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, <laughs> good Soraya, thing or we wouldn't have those demos, okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, any questions? I have a couple more that I wanted to ask, but before, I didn't want to overstep any of yours. No, no, no. I have a question for a little later. Okay. So when the album comes out, um, I've got... My original copy here, so this is the, the 2004, which I think I paid 80 to $100 for this. So thank you, Omnivore, for uh, for preventing everybody else from... Uh, I think, uh, Frank, I think you spent a couple dollars, too. On I spent ride. a few. 
Yeah. There, there's one at Amoeba last week for 150. I, I have like 20 of them. Like uh, now if anybody wants 20 of them. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the original, the original, the original. Probably, yeah. It's probably doesn't going to sound that good to, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. The omnivore yeah. is the way to go at this point. So, so these look oh, a little absolutely. different to me. The covers look a little different. I know the original CD um, had the, a cover that looked like this. Why, why these two different covers for really, really happy. Anybody? Uh, this funny. Ryan and I were just talking about this a couple of days ago. <laughs> <laughs> so does yeah. anybody know? Um, I don't oh, remember. This one, Ronnie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll just, um, I'll just say it's not. They're neither one are our best cover. Um, <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know why we did that. To be honest, I, I, I remember the vinyl maybe came out a little bit later because it was on. Sympathy did it. Um, because we we the 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 uh I'm I'm gonna call it an album, meaning the CD, but it came out on a label called Five Foot Two, which um uh our friends Anna Warnker uh from that dog and Charlotte Caffey, of course, from the Go-Go's had just started. And um another connection with Red Cross because they're both wives of the the other McDonald's, the the lesser McDonald's. Oh yeah, we we intersect <laughs> with a Red Cross our whole career. Um so but, but, yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. So they had started a label and they, it had distribution through, um, I'm going to mispronounce this, o Oglio, Oglio, Oglio. Um, so yeah, they, they didn't, this is 2004. So um, vinyl was a uh, secondary uh, thing at that time. And um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I, it was probably just something fun. Yeah, why not? Why or, or like, I don't know, maybe Kim I, liked I both. I don't know either. Yeah. I, I don't know if there's a clear cut answer. I, I think it was just probably to make it different and you know why not i mean um maybe long gone john wanted a different album cover yeah i don't know no yeah we yeah we really actually don't know but we were i, mean, I was i was saying like great. can you imagine like because an album cover should be an album cover you imagine like led zeppelin four right. like let's take that old man with the bail on his back <laughs> put a picture of robert plant you know <laughs> put a picture of the band you know <laughs> Exactly, exactly. We probably should have put the man with the bail on his back <laughs> on our cover. To be I like the joke um, that Robert Plant says, like, I look like that man with the bail on the looks like the a now. Yeah. And not and not to get not to get dark, but that cover of the of the vinyl, that's taken at um Glendale Cemetery where Kim now wow. rests. Oh yeah, which, uh, that's right. Oh shit. Which, I forgot which Kim, about that. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Kim would Kim would love that. You know oh, what I mean? She, right. she yeah, yeah, yeah. So, wow. yeah, anyway, I forgot I mean, about that. I, all I remember is I really had to go to the bathroom at some point. And I really <laughs> wanted to go back to Kim's house. <laughs> yeah, you could you could see it in this shot. That's the shot. Yeah. Like, I like because we were done. <laughs> like All of a sudden, Kristen said, oh, I want to take a picture in front of this colorful background. And at, at that point, like the diner food that we were eating earlier in the shoot had turned on me. <laughs> <laughs> and you could see I was like, oh. Yeah, there's no. <laughs> pain on your face. Yeah, <laughs> Roy. Uh, when Roy has to go, he has to go. I, I, <laughs> yeah, I, that uh, could be a whole other podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so really, really happy is number five out of seven. As far as your guys' favorite, where does really, really happy sit out of the seven? Have you guys mm. thought, thought about that? Are you are you pleased uh, with how, how it came out? Yeah, I like well, it better than Alert Today. I think it's an improvement over Alert Today. Yeah, we we always uh, 
agreed that that, that uh, Happy Birthday is our favorite. Yeah. Um, for a lot of reasons, but um, this one, you know, this was kind of well, like Alert today is kind of forgotten by me to a certain extent. Like until we did this reissue, I haven't I hadn't heard it since '04, and um, I was really pleasantly surprised. Like because it, it's got 17 songs and like. Mm -hmm. They're all pretty strong. I mean, we 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 did continue to play some of these, but um, yeah, but but um, it's really it's really pretty strong record. Um, so so it it moved up the ladder for me hearing it again. Um, I, I do think it's underrated. Uh, a lot of our records underrated though. Yeah. Um, but I mean, she you know she had like five years of material. You know. Yeah. So. That's, I mean, that's why it's such a, why, that's why there's, it's a longer record. There's more songs. She's, you know, she had a backlog of material and it was all, it was all killer. So, <laughs> and we did different stuff that stuff that we had never done before, like stuff like slow, like we never yeah. done a song yeah, like that awesome. before. Like she was just, <laughs> you know, we were just in a good place and she just wanted to do, we were kind of a point at a point where like, we're just going to do whatever we want. If people like it, they, you know. They like it if they don't like it, you know, fuck them, you know, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And she and she'd also in that period started writing, and some of these are on the bonus tracks, started trying to write for like commercials and stuff um, on her own. Yeah. So I think that really affected the songwriting, like, like, because she was doing different stuff with that, those songs. Yeah. As, as you hear on the bonus tracks, like the song about the jammies and the, uh, <laughs> the one about hating Jim. And, yeah, uh, I, hate, I hate Jim. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, I'm sure. I'm sure some Jim was was going to pick that one up for a commercial. <laughs> and, and just the beginning was was a Canadian milk commercial, right? That's, That's right. That's right. Okay, because really? I can remember. I remembered it was for something, and it, it wasn't the one for the Clueless TV show. Um, it was like yeah, for some, the Canadian Milk Council, you know. That's right. <laughs> oh, and that's a good one. We played that one live quite a few times. Um, yeah, we we would open with a little the little song sometimes. Um, before we crashed into a, you know, the, the real opening. <laughs> so, cool. yeah, yeah, no, I, I think that's why, yeah, the songwriting's all very and stuff and like, God, the too bad slow has such a bad, you know, it's a bad title. Like it, it yeah, really does a disservice. <laughs> exactly. Does a disservice to the song. But, no, we were trying to do like, <laughs> like we we're kind of trying to do like Motown there. We're trying to do the Supremes almost. <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's us being soulful. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right, so let's talk about the Omnivore release. So, um, the it and the hype sticker, the 2004 Ode to Joy. Whoever came up with that hype sticker. Um, so Ronnie, <laughs> did do you know if anybody pitched this to Omnivore or did Omnivore? I would imagine they they approached you about uh, doing the reissue, or how did it, how I did mean, the reissue come about? No, I mean at this point we're like even though we're not an active band, we're, we're, uh, we're like an omnivore band, like band. Yeah. So, um, you know, um, even at this point, it's like, what's next? You know what I mean? So, so yeah, it just seemed logical. Um, they had done the first three, um, they would have done the vinyl on the first album, but when we, when we, when we came to do it, we found out that the vinyl rights had been sold to a drastic plastic who ended up doing a really good job with that. But, um, uh, you know, we were like, Felt like we were Jerry and the pacemakers, like getting, you know, having these repackages sold. It was our, that's our only experience with that. Like, cause, cause a major label, they own it. They can do whatever they want. That's why you see these repackages. Um, 
of hits from bands and stuff. Um, so yeah, they did the first three. We, we wanted to go in order. We wanted to do alert today, live tomorrow. And, um, and, uh, it's okay to say this publicly. Cause like I, I, I we were talking with, um, fat records about doing it and things seem to be, uh, progressing. And, um, and then it, they just, uh, I hate to use a contemporary term. They just ghosted us all of a sudden. And, and that coincides with the pandemic starting too and, um, mm-hmm. everything, but, um, yeah, we really alert today really needs the uh, to be um, reissued too. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, we, 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 we want to do order. it. I mean, and we'll do it. We don't, you know, if Fat Mike wants to keep it on Fat, that's fine. I just want to do it. I just, I mean, I think you know, it's weird not having it now. Now that we've done this one, it's weird having you know not having that one. That's yeah, another. Having, that's another one. I think I dropped eighty to a hundred dollars on the vinyl. <laughs> I think Frank, you're in. You're in the same boat. Same part. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what it goes. I mean, that's what it goes Indeed. for. It's rare. It's uh, yeah. It's out of print. It's, and that was which me. Sucks. Look, yeah, that was me looking a couple of years to get it under to get it to two digits rather than three. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Th- unless it gets reissued. Yeah. At this point, it, it's not going to probably go down in value. But um, yeah. So so we just we just log- moved on to really really happy. Um, and. Uh, yeah, that's really all there is to that. Yeah. Alert today, alive tomorrow. Do do we think that could get a reissue? I mean, it sounds like the band wants that. I hope so. I mean, just so that we can have like the bonus track of, of Silly People with CC Deville, like on <laughs> on the album proper. You know, like. Yes, it's one of our finest moments. It is. Um, <laughs> we did that for a movie that never came out. So I mean, it's only on. Right. I know it's on hamburger. Did it make caboodle? I, I want to say it probably. Yeah, did. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay. But it should be like, you know, as part of like the bonus track, you know, it should be the bonus track on the, on the reissue. Yeah. Hearing our song with a, you know, a butt rock. I don't know if this term's correct anymore. With a butt rock solo like that by CC the bell. He so was great. great. <laughs> he was, he was fantastic. And he was, uh, he went and got us like, refreshments from the store and he was telling yeah. us stories and just self-deprecating you know he'd be like yeah. i don't know what happened i had the right influences you know new york dolls somewhere from the turntable to me it came out like that you know it was like you know we should have should have spent more time writing songs and putting on makeup you know i don't know what happened like, <laughs> no, no, no. it was like it was like spending time with mel brooks i mean he was just like constantly <laughs> on super funny you know yeah. i mean it was just was not what we expected right <laughs> And then he came to some shows afterwards, and then he formed his own band called Samantha Seven, which uh, yeah. is a little mufsy. Let's face mm-hmm. it. There's even a, there's even a, one song. It's like a direct lift, if you will. Uh, um, complete departure from from the Poison days. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you it's guys good. were the, you were there for his session. It sounds like. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. No. Oh, we were going to yeah. be there for that. Yeah. Me and oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Out <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's really what I remember. <laughs> just hanging out with him yeah oh. yeah but yeah we had the song recorded already so so he just overdubbed i think or no no actually he did record i like in this great interview you guys like we have like fuzzy memories and recording and stuff <laughs> um <laughs> hearsay from directly yeah. from yeah i guess we did re-record the song because it is different than the alert today version and yeah he had to sit around and wait on us somewhat so yeah yeah, anyway, getting back to the point. Yeah, we need to yeah, getting reissue. Back to, getting back to this record. <laughs> yeah, no, no, we need to reissue alert today so we can get stuff like that. And, and have it do the you know, Omnivore's been great to us. Uh and yeah. they, I mean they sound good and they look good and um um fantastic. You know, yeah. I, I'm into all that. I, I'm in 
there's nothing worse. There's nothing that makes me matter than like graphics that, that look like shit, you know, um, on reissues even where they have an opportunity to make it look good. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. That, and just lazy, like layouts where they just put like four things on a page, like just I slap it together. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. You can tell slap together, slap together. So yeah. Right. Omnivore. Yes. So here's a question for all of us, all five of us. And we, at one point we were talking about playing songs during the interview um, and breaking it up a little bit, but we won't do that. Well, I'll, I'll edit those in later. One of my personal favorites from the album is How I Pass the Time. I think it's just a fantastic song and very catchy. Um, how about your, do you guys have favorite songs from the track? I know, Ronnie, you said that this is kind of one of those albums that you kind of forgot about uh, in, in the pantheon of the your discography. Um, do you guys have any tracks that your favorite, Roy? Is do you have a favorite track or two from Really Really Happy? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've always been. Uh, I was always partial to "And I Go Pow" just because I thought it was a really good groove, and it really reminded me almost like of a Rubber Soul kind of vibe to it. And then I like the story of me. Oh. I hate the time. Maybe I'm tired of losing a mind. I'm going up and coming down. And I'm feeling crazy. I just, very, just, she's such a good songwriter. Yeah. God. Yeah. Like, just that song, just the way just the melody, just the whole thing, the arrangement, you know, uh, just spot on. Great closing track. Like that's a great way to close. Yeah. Out. Great closing yeah. track. No, no, that, that song is pretty incredible. My, my, my favorite has always been, um, my lucky day. Yes. Run away to a place I I, and I, I even talked the band into playing that live a couple of times. I used to love doing that just bass with the vocal thing mm -hmm. uh, towards the end, live, um, showing off my timing, my good timing. Ah. <laughs> um, and then, uh, you know, I love Little Luxury. We, we played that live quite a bit. We should also talk. We, we there's little in jokes we had with each other about some Ooh. of these songs. Like, like there's a song uh, we used to call "Wrecking Ball." Which one is that, Roy? Because <laughs> um, I misheard it as a <laughs> as yeah, da -da 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 wrecking ball. That's by my side. By my side. <laughs> Yeah. 
So that had nothing, um, nothing to do with Miley Cyrus was, at the like, time, like, right? Pretty like, Miley we've Cyrus. We've done a lot of Muff songs, and, like, you know, Tim's written a lot of songs, and, like, after a while, especially ones that we don't do live, you kind of forget about them. At one time, we were talking, Ryan and I were talking about By My Side, and Ronnie was like, By, by My Side? What was By My Side? I was like, Wrecking Ball. Oh, Wrecking Ball. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it's remembered. <laughs> yeah, and there's also, there's a really, like, sweet uh, thing between me and Kim on one of these songs, which I can tell everyone it's uh on my awful dream um i always heard uh the beginning of the second verse is boy meets girl in austin Um, Cause that's basically where me and Kim met. Like, oh, so yeah. we would do that live sometimes and Kim would like sing it like that and look yeah. over at me. Oh, and um, yeah, yeah cool. we would always, we, we, we would share moments on stage between the three of us like that all the time. Um, yeah. yeah. Usually it was Roy looking mad because we, <laughs> me and Kim would be ready to start a song. <laughs> No, that's true because yeah. we'd sit there we'd sit there and like go over the the set list at that point because we're all getting a little older i'm like i need a break like after this third really fast song <laughs> <laughs> like so could we do like a slower one or a mid-tempo or like you know yeah even i need you just because it's i can just you know it's not an yeah. endurance test <laughs> And then we get to a point where, like, you know, the momentum's coming, and, and like Kim will just go, like, we're gonna do this one next. And I think, like, ah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> gasping for breath and like one, two, three, four. <laughs> or, yeah, yeah. Or, or like we would throw we would throw a song out off the list, and that's what would happen. And then Roy yes. would, that was his he throw the song out. Oh, <laughs> and then he got the mad look, and go, <laughs> 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 hey, hey Roy, after all these years since you've last played live on a regular basis, say touring and everything. How are your arms and shoulders? Because you are oh, a wild man. Probably. I mean, like I, I'll be honest, I haven't really played and I, I haven't really played real. I mean, I've got some shitty electronic drum set that I try to play on, but it's not the same. And right. it's not even, you can't do anything, but probably the last time I really, really played was when Ronnie, you, me, Jeff, and Steve rehearsed for the Kim tribute band thing, and which, like, literally was canceled the next day. I think, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I think that was the last time I actually played with a, with anybody. But no uh, long lasting effects from all that uh, that crazy. No, 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 no. Did. My <laughs> my aches and pains are in different places. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> So Roy, you are a beast on the drums. You're absolutely one of my favorite drum drummers to watch of all time. Your performances on stage are insane. So you guys are always great to see. And you could see that chemistry between the three of you. There was something special beyond it being a band. And, and Ronnie, you've talked about this. It's it's You guys are a family. I mean, you always will be. You always were. And that definitely would come across on, on stage in your performance. It was fabulous to, to, to watch. But um, I'm glad you brought up the Kim tribute because that was my last question. Um, that Kim tribute show had the two of you listed and I was curious what the plans were. So COVID came and kind of ruined that tribute. There was like 10 bands that were lined up to pay tribute to Kim um, after her passing. And you guys were listed on, uh, on the flyers on, um, as one of the acts. What was the plan? What were you guys planning on doing? Hologram. 
Paging Wendy Dio. Yeah. <laughs> well, besides besides the playing part, me and Roy were we're ho- gonna host the whole thing. We were gonna be like yeah. Shecky Green and yeah, you know, uh, Ron and Martin, Red Buttons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so what you were gonna play? So, were you get, planning on playing Muff songs and who was gonna sing, play guitar? If yeah, we can. That was the case. Are you, we can. We can. We can say this now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so. Again, sorry if I'm talking over you, Roy. Uh, we were, no, no. Go ahead. yeah, me and Roy, uh, me and Roy were going to play with uh, Jeff and Steve. Jeff and Steve were going to play, both play guitar. Um, we were going to do Honeymoon with Anna Warnker singing. Um, See, that's, I didn't, rem- I don't quite remember, which is why I was fine letting you do this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm drawing a blank. Um, we were going to do Big Mouth, maybe? Big Mouth, yeah. We rehearsed Big Mouth. Yeah, 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 yeah. Big Mouth, I think, with Steve singing. Um, wow. Funny Face. Funny Face. Really? Wasn't hmm. Baruch Assault going to do Funny Face? Um, us? Or was that um, going to be on their own? I like this. Me and Roy can tell you all about, like, Chili Whack or something. Some bullshit. <laughs> yeah. I make it no, no, when, exactly. when it comes to our own career. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This so, is, like, uh, the most recent part of our career we're talking about. <laughs> I can quote, yeah. I can quote I, dialogue I, from Gilligan's Island, and I can't remember <laughs> this. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 know, I know we were going to close with um, I Need You, and Melanie yeah. was going to play with us, and um, maybe Jeff was going to sing yeah. that. Same, we had another guest singer, and I'm God, I can't believe I'm forgetting. Um, so besides Anna, so it wasn't Charlotte, it was it, no, it was going to be no. four songs, it was going to be four songs, though. Um, so can at this point, I'd have to look back at emails because that's where it probably yeah. lived. Yeah. It said we sounded good, I can say it that. sounded good, yeah, 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 it was yeah, really yeah. Good. like we <laughs> I had to cut a trip short and everything because Steve was insisting on the on doing this major rehearsal and he blocked like four hours and it's like we we did 30 minutes it's like oh, we sound pretty good already uh, let's go get some donuts i mean it's true that's what we did like <laughs> that's what we did yeah 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 <laughs> so at this point is the cam tribute show dead in the water uh, i know for the longest time it was being postponed or we were going to wait and maybe get announced that there's going to be a new date but at this point can we say that it's as for now there's no plans for it to happen yeah i i mean you never say never but i mean uh there's nothing yeah, immediate, I, immediate. I, I oh no 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 uh and as time yeah i i yeah again i don't want to i don't want to say okay definitely no yeah but i mean we got you know <laughs> after things started opening up a little bit you know the people who were trying to put it together you know sent an email out and i was like yeah sure you know but and then then it but we haven't heard anything since and it's you know it's yeah. still still a little funky out there and yep yep the, you know the way live music is it's just so much it's just it's just changed it's not the same you know and never will be <laughs> i mean yeah. i hate to say that but so yeah. i mean i think that's part of it as well uh but no never say never i mean you know Speaking of um, nothing being the same, Ronnie, you've expressed that you that you don't think of yourself as a bass player. You thought you thought of yourself as a member of the Muffs. So now that the Muffs um, are not a band anymore, you're you don't 
intend to join another band or anything like that. Roy, are you kind of in the same boat or can you see yourself joining um, like an Oingo Boingo I mean, tribute band or something? I, I would see myself more playing with people that I've already played with before. I mean, I, I couldn't start up. And even that, you know, it's just, it, you know, the Muffs were, you know, our band. It's just, it's, it's, it's hard to express it sometimes because I've been in other bands. I've been in Red Cross and everything, but the must have a little different place in my life. It's just, that was, that's my, you know, that's our band. So yeah. uh, I see myself playing. Yeah. I'd love to play. I played before the muffs. I played in a bunch, you know, I, uh, you know, but it's never going to be the same. And I would, I don't think I could ever just like start this over again. Yeah. Now, now. Yeah. So kind of yes and no, I can see myself in bits and pieces here and there doing some things, but, no, not, not, not like the muffs. That's pretty much it's. That's pretty much it. Yeah, I, I'm thinking about managing Roy and getting in touch with the Foo Fighters. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that kind. Of, yeah, <laughs> I need to. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I could. I, I could actually see Roy playing with Foo Fighters. I can actually. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. No, I could too. It. Yeah, I yeah, can't. Yeah. <laughs> he'd have to work himself back into shape but yeah oh wow <laughs> three hour shows oh yeah yeah well there's that too and that yeah, you yeah. know anyway i need to manage so i can have a piece of the, piece of the pie yeah yeah oh, so boy all right so frank did you have a favorite uh yeah i do my, my favorite on this album is don't pick on me It's the different chord progressions and the and the outro with with the vocals and the uh, the guest vocals and everything. I always picture this song. It could fit on Abbey Road somewhere. It's that type of song to me. The lyrics, wow. yeah. Oh, really? It is. It is such a good song. Complete complete package. But today, that is my favorite song on the album. Nice. Tomorrow. We should, we should it is going to change. <laughs> we, sh we should talk about the video for Don't Pick On Me. It's our best video. Great, uh, yeah, great video. Pro yeah, and I would say, yeah, probably our, be our best video. Yeah, and we're not technically in it. Well, I mean, we're, I mean, our cartoon selves are in it. But mm -hmm. um, so anybody, uh, if there's anybody listening to this, check out the Don't Pick On Me video because it's, uh, it's and also, amazing. Yeah. Am, am, I, am I wrong? And there's a Freddy Krueger reference in that song. Because no, I'm uh, the dreamers. Okay, because she says, I'll stick you just like Freddie. I'm like, ah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. Perfect. That, yeah, Freddie. Anytime, anytime, anytime kids, Kim's talking about references, Freddie, we, Ronnie and I know who she's talking about. Perfect. <laughs> Thank you. True, true. <laughs> and just like uh, Ethel, my love, it's about Ethel Mertz. Yeah. Like there's a, there's a, there's a line about some, being your Fred boy or something. Yeah. yeah fred fred and ethel yeah <laughs> awesome yeah and does her husband kevin sing backup i'm really really happy 
think so. No, I don't think so. Uh, Kevin, uh, probably. You sure it's not hand claps or something, or maybe, or, or, or some hoops, background, maybe hoops and hollers. You know. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, hoops and hollers. It's probably that kind of. And Brian yeah. Brian Kihu, uh also is a guest yeah. as the organist. He brings yes. he brings his organ to the show. Yes, he does. He packs a mighty one. Um, <laughs> yeah, Brian Brian's an old friend of ours. Still, right. still, still a dear friend. And uh, yeah, we always there's always a little bit of or don't take there's, this the wrong way. There's always a little bit of organ on, on our record. Always a little organ. <laughs> Leave it to Ryan. Yeah. Is, it, is it always a little organ? It's, that's why I have to clarify. There's always, just a there's little always organ. a song or two. Yeah, yeah, with with a with some organ. It's true. I I is this some more, more? I think this is the album where I play a little toy piano on it. Too. Yes, yeah. it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. So whose idea was that? Did you bring that idea? <clears throat> no, no, piano? that was. That was Kim and uh, uh, Roy. Do you know what song that's on? I don't. I don't know what song that's on. I don't think I was there when you did that. <laughs> no, no, you weren't there. Um, yeah, just one of those things. Kim had a toy piano and heard heard a toy piano part on the whatever song it is. And she, um, asked, <laughs> and she asked you a lot of songs it. on that record. That could have been. A, that would have been a double sure. album. At, you know, had it original. Well, no, I guess not because it did come out in vinyl. How do we pack all that? That was, that's like taking liberties. <laughs> <laughs> so I it think is. most of the songs are under three minutes, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. Most of our songs are under three minutes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Though it's a long, I mean, uh, time-wise, it's uh, 43 minutes or something. Like it's, yeah. yeah. Which is, that's a long album for, that's like, you know, Tarkus or something <laughs> for us. That's I, it. <laughs> my lucky day is 3.03. And um, I think... The story of me 309 the whole world okay. 324 everything else is in the two minute range so oh, wow. wow yeah yeah thank you jeff i'm way into timings <laughs> so i am whenever we made a record i was yeah always no, on no. top of the there's there are like a handful of our songs that are like over four minutes like maybe a couple and we're always like oh man we're going to the yes territory here. <laughs> epic yeah <laughs> Soraya, did you have a favorite or a couple favorites? I've, I've got a couple of them. So, um, my lucky day and um, my awful dream. Oh. Mm, so nice. We're, we're spread yeah. out all over the place. So that tells how strong this record yeah. really is. So yeah, so many. I like that. Favorites. So Soraya, you, earlier you mentioned that you had something later that you wanted to ask. Yeah. Well, two of my questions got answered, thankfully, because of the flow of the conversation. So thank you, Roy. Thank you, Ronnie. But <laughs> I have one last one. So. Um, in a recent interview with the LA Weekly, um, you mentioned that there's, you think there's not much in terms of leftover tracks or things that we haven't heard yet. And it just piqued my interest because Roy, you mentioned uh, when putting this, this album together in particular that Kim had like five years worth of material. Are we sure that there's not much left in the archive? Have we really kind of heard or gotten most of the surprises that we would get? You know, Kim always like, she pretty much shared everything that she was doing with us. Cause we were kind of like, you know, we were her sounding board. So, I mean, she might have some treasure trove that she was not sharing with us, but she kind of always, you know, I wrote a new song, you know, tell me what you think. You know, I just wrote it. I'm going to record it right now. And she'd email it to us. And, you know, 
if it took a couple of days for us to get back, she'd be like, they don't like it. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know. I mean, there might be stuff that she was like, this isn't up to snuff. I'm not, you know, but I don't even know if those, I don't know if those would have even gotten to the recording stage. You know? Yeah. There's probably, I mean, I'm sure there's like bits because she's a songwriter. Right. So, but um, yeah, as far as things like, that she would have considered ready to, to name a soul band ready for the world. Um, <laughs> probably, uh, probably there's probably not a lot. I mean, you know, to put in perspective, like on, on no holiday, there's a song that's like a song that she wrote before our first album Yeah, on my, on my own. So, I mean, um, she was still revisiting songs from way back then. I can tell you there, there are songs like from that pre mouse period that have never come out, but you know, they're probably a reason, you know, quality, right? Just, you know what I mean? It's not up to, there's a high bar now, like with with songs, (laughs) figure it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there, there are some, there are ones that we would, uh, joke. They're recorded though. Like they're just, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Five years before this this album came out, 10 years after really, really happy whoop-de-doo comes out. So they're, there's this large break after this comes out. So um, same kind of thing. You guys um, lay low, rest, do some shows. I know you guys always did shows, like you mentioned, in between yeah. the two albums. Yeah. So. yeah, like we went to Europe during that period, didn't we? Yeah, well, we did. First off, in that within that 10 years, there was a three and a half year break. Yeah. Which was not planned. It was just kind of like, uh, I think uh, after a dozen years of a, uh, pretty much continuous work we just i don't know naturally just a break happened and it occurred and we caught up on our lives and everything else um but we always stayed in touch it was never like we weren't like we're breaking up or we're gonna take three years off like it just happened and then we and then what happened um well kim would always talk about these dinners we started having but which we did we started going to roy's down in long beach and getting together we started assembling and then then what happens we got an offer to go to spain and um we hadn't been to spain since 95 and so we're like yeah let's go to spain so then after that we went to we went to japan and then we went to uh then we started going to new york and again and stuff and um you know and then also in that in that little 10-year period we we made the record then the record set around and kim was in the pixies for a kim it seems like kim was only in the pixies for like four months but she was in the band almost a year like they didn't announce it for six months um after that so all that happens and then you're finding you know we had to find uh, a label which we won't mention uh that it came out on um yeah. we, we, you know they're set up so all that all that stuff takes a bit of time so yeah before you i was know running it, around with red cross at that point too true you know there true. was that like you know and 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 it was never like you know i mean we all stayed in contact during that whole thing. And it was like, yeah, go, go, go ahead. And we were very much, we were very much like, yeah, go ahead and do that. Go ahead and, you know, make the Red Cross record. When Kim was like, well, the, the Pixies, like, cause when she joined the Pixies, like um, that album was done already. Whoop-de-doo was done. We had like, I don't, we, it wasn't on a label yet, but, or, or was it? Um, it was, 
We were yeah, talking to Berger yeah. at the time. Oh yeah, there it is. Yeah, we were, <laughs> we were talking to them, but I don't know, but it hadn't, you know, but the record was done. And then she was like, well, you know, what are we going to, you know? And I was like, no, go join the Pixies. This is great, you know? Wow. Yeah, I mean, we had a band meeting. We, we were like, we've waited this long. Like it's been like, at that point it had been like, you know, eight, eight, eight years or something, nine years. Yeah. So you were like, yeah, and Kim, Kim told Roy before me because they know I have a hard time keeping a secret. And, um, no. and so, so yeah, yeah, I know. Believe it or not, That's true. Um, so we had this. We, no, we I would this, be like telling Kim, "You really should tell Ronnie." Like I hate, you know, because she, she was like, "Don't tell Ronnie." I was like, "Okay." Like, <laughs> so we had this band meeting at Kim's house. It's about the record, and like Kim starts it off. She's like. Okay, so I'm in the Pixies. So what's going to happen? And I'm like, wait, 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 what? She's like, yeah, I'm in the Pixies. So anyway, I'm going to be, I'm like, what the, I, I, huh? Yeah, like, uh, that was out of nowhere for me. But uh, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, but the but meeting was like, look, we're going to put off the record. I'm going to do this tour with the Pixies through the end of the year. And then uh, put out the record. Meantime, if Kim had stayed in the Pixies, who knows when the record would have come out? Because, like, they gave her dates for, like, a whole nother year of touring, um, which, obviously, they uh, they decided to do something else. But uh, <laughs> Ronnie and, and I were having private conversations, like, even, like, before they'd gone on tour, like, going, what are the odds on this lasting? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> yeah. Well, and, like, you know, there's going to be some personality clashes. I we kind of were foreseeing, like, you know, like, yeah, it didn't surprise us. <laughs> no, no. And Kim figured out pretty quick. Like, I, you know, you were talking about this family thing. I mean, even though the, even yeah. though the Pixies, she's flying first class and staying at five-star hotels, like uh, the, the camaraderie just was not there. And she yeah. was not having, she was not having much fun on the tour. She would tell us there's a, there's a, I've talked about this before. There's a video where uh, she did a posting of herself on the way to the airport in a vehicle with the pixies and it's like a minute of just silence like she's got the camera turned on this is me holding up a phone yeah, she got yeah. the ca- she's got the camera turned on herself and it's just silence and i remember um i remember commenting like wow it's never like that in our we vehicle. Yeah, we never it was never yeah, like yeah, that yeah, in yeah. our man yeah. except when we were like just when we were all talked out and we were just like okay we're gonna read now and then we'd read a little bit listen to music and then we start talking again you know as we get closer to the city you'd start talking again it was we we had we had patterns i always remember sure. like travel but yeah it just seemed like a morgue in their van she was <laughs> yeah, not yeah, happy. Yeah. she's Different. a front person she's like a, the center of attention when she steps on stage that's i think that's something that the other band members probably could not handle yeah no no that ultimately is what led to uh her demise in that band yeah yeah really i mean but uh that said, she was really good in the band. They were great. She sounded great. Her, her yeah. backing vocals were. I remember uh, they did a warm up show at the Echo. And um, were you with that one, Roy? I don't think you were. No, no. I I I think that was the one I was at. Okay, that was okay. the one I went to. And I remember like I had the same feeling when I was watching her in the Pixies that I did the first time I saw her in the Pandoras at Fender's Ballroom. Um, you know in 85 or 86 just thinking wow she's like got it <laughs> you know yeah no first or second song was bone machine and she came in with that that harmony vocal on the chorus and i just i, I yeah. got the chills i get the chills thinking about it right now it was yeah 
she was good in the band and she she did have fun on stage but the offstage stuff maybe not so much ronnie and i like how you've shared contrary to what you read and print or online that black francis frank black whatever we want to call him (laughs) um that he, he uh really enjoyed having her in the band yeah she was his pick and um um he, he was her champion in the band, even while the other members were uh, were uh, not happy with her on the tour. So right. uh, it, it was uh, it was the other members who who got her out of the band. And um, you can see if it again for people taking notes at home. There's a great clip. They, they did dates together before they announced Kim was in the Pixies uh, solo dates. So there's a clip at the coach house where Kim's opening solo for Black Francis. And at the end, they would do Winter Long by Neil Young together. Wow. And they they do it off mic, and they're looking at each other doing it, and it's really beautiful. Like, it's really... Kim could really sing... Kim loved to sing harmonies, and she was really, really good at it. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a really beautiful clip, so... Nice. And, yeah. Roy, you were mentioning playing with Red Cross. Researching the Blues is my favorite Red Cross album. I know I'm in the minority there, but I absolutely love it. It's my favorite Red Cross album, too. And I'm not wow. saying that because I'm on the... Because you're on my the second favorite uh, Red Cross record is Show World that I'm not on. So, like, I'm... That album's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Ronnie's favorite's probably Neurotica. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Right. I like you- them all. I like them all. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm in that, that boat. That too. was Kim's favorite record, Red Cross record too, Researching the Blues. She was a huge fan. Is that right? That record. Yeah. yeah. There's some great pop melodies in the, uh, Oh, yeah. That, behind that power, it has a lot of power too. So it's, yeah, uh, that record's yeah. fantastic. Well, we wanted to thank both of you for coming on. It's really cool to have both of you. And it's really cool to have these all. So thank you, Omnivore. So the two CD set and then... Um, you had to get two vinyl if you wanted on vinyl. So, um, any thought of this ever being like a gatefold two LP thing, or was it the thought always to do it? Um, oh, two, not 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 at this. I, there's enough configurations of it at this point. <laughs> yeah. right? like, I mean, originally, um, but before breaking it up into two, was oh, it ever ever? No, I think uh, always it was. They 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 you know targeted it for a record store day release, which we were really into because yeah, we never cool. had one. Yeah. Cool. yeah 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 no it was it was like oh we can do this like this and yeah and then have the yeah because the the actual record is in two different formats for those again keeping score at home there's the black vinyl and then there's the uh the uh maroon vinyl with the bonus seven inch uh yeah. with the bonus tracks on the seven inch so oh yeah, yeah, yeah thank you for mentioning that ronnie there is a very fantastic and stamped by ronnie barnett that's right a lot of work I didn't know I was going to do them all when I went there, but I did them all. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So very cool. And you mentioned the the colored vinyl. I just wanted to show that off. There it is, Roy. I still have Roy's copies of of that particular. uh, Oh, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) That's right. So when I go out and get a copy of Neurotica, I'll go pick that up. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Any last thoughts about Really, Really Happy or the reissue before we let you both go? It sounds like you're both happy that it, it did get reissued. And for the Muffs fans out there, like us three, um, you don't have to pay like Frank and I did for vinyl and pay triple digits yeah. now. So thank you, Omnivore. <laughs> so any last thoughts, yeah. Roy, about Really, Really Happy or the reissue? 
Um, no, I'm really, I'm really proud of this record. It was, you know, like I said, I think some, you know, paraphrasing what I said on the record, it's kind of the record where we all kind of realized at this point, like we're a band, we're always going to be a band. Um, you know, uh, we're always going to be able to put out records. Uh, Cause it was, that was really like, that's why it took five years just trying to figure out what, who's going to put the record out you know, <laughs> for us. So we've kind of got, you know, it, yeah, it, it just kind of solidified us as a band and I love all the songs on it. And now Ronnie and I have to figure out what we're going to do next with Omnivore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it really solidified us, like Roy said, as a band. And that's when we started doing things on our own too. Like That's when we stopped having a, trying, you know, having a manager and all that yeah. kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, during the years where we had a manager, we, we let the manager do everything, you know, to, to our, for better or worse. Uh, and it was often worse. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is where we figured out we don't need a manager and we can find someone, we can make a record on our own. We can put it out. We can tour. We can, you know, yeah, I'm just happy. I'm just happy. The record's getting another life. Cause it, 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 it does deserve attention. And like, I mean, look at all those songs. Wow. I love yeah. the, Yep. I love the two CD one. Yeah, for that reason. I mean, just to have a deluxe digipack with all those songs. I mean, it just blows me away looking at it still. Yeah. So so if Omnivore yeah. gets desperate and has any uh needs any ideas, I'm all for a Muffs complete box set CD, like, oh, like my. Yeah. or the oh. police or, <laughs> or my ELO box set. What about a Muffs CD box set with everything in there? I mean, there might be rights because every album you're you're on a different label besides the two reprise records but um or the yeah. three three warner reprise records well the one yeah the warner ones were easy at the time i know we're wrapping up here but um omnivore was uh, distributed by warner brothers at the time those came out and so that they, it was easy to license that's why that's why those had they wouldn't have happened otherwise so oh um yeah now they're distributed by sony so but yeah Ronnie and I still have to look into the archives and see if there's anything else, like any live stuff, for instance, that great, might be yeah. workable. Um, you know. Yeah. Also, uh, uh, Caboodle, which is the legal version of Hamburger. That's right. Hamburger was illegal. Hamburger has songs on it that we didn't have the rights to, but uh, <laughs> it came out. I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad it exists, but that's yeah. why, that's why there's some songs that, that aren't, that are not on caboodle that are on hamburger things like kids in america and stuff um uh so you know caboodle's never been on vinyl so just saying oh yeah um that would be great yeah yeah there's still there's still some stuff to do but to your point jeff yes complete box set love it yeah great idea. love it. i'll just throw the idea out there we'll see yeah yeah let's do it all right, Soraya, you have that really cool shirt. So I think you bought it officially. You want to talk oh, about? Oh, nice. <laughs> you want to talk about the Muffs um, merchandise? Where to go for that, Soraya? Do you, can you talk about where you got that? Uh, give me a minute. Fulfillment. <laughs> fulfillment merch. Yeah, fulfillment merchandise. There you go. Took me a second too, but uh, yes, fulfillment merchandise. Uh, you can buy shirts. You can buy vinyl, CDs. I think they pretty much have everything. Um, there's still, you know, we still have those stop and go shirts. I think there are some, there's a blonder and blonder shirt, uh, still available. So yeah, yeah. Go, go buy some merch. And you guys will see a little bit of that. If things are purchased it, through fulfillment merch, it kind of pays for itself more or yeah. less. 
Okay. Okay. All right. But it's official. That's yeah. official. Don't buy it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, no. Yeah. Yeah. True. True. Because there are a lot. There are all those. Boot, I, I don't understand these legal bootleg companies that just like Redbubble and stuff. Like, I don't know how they do it. Like, I, I don't need to I don't, order. Yeah, yeah, they're made to order. You know, they have the graphic. You get on like a shower curtain or like a <laughs> throw pillow or whatever. Like, I, I just I don't know how they're not. I don't know how that's <sighs> legal. There's a good alert today alive tomorrow one that's actually a button down that's like literally the middle of Kim's face is where the buttons are. I've seen wow. <laughs> amazing. Yeah. Oh, there's some. Good... Or it's like a or no, it's a hoodie, it's a zip up hoodie. So her face is like yes. literally. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll post stuff like that. Je and Jeff McDonald is always like, you should be collecting this stuff, and he's got a good point. <laughs> no, like... <laughs> yeah. Very cool. So. All right, I'm just you guys. Gonna do a book of Muff's artwork. <laughs> ah, yeah. There you go. Some fan art. Some good fan art. And yes. there's a lot of that. There is, it, yeah, there really is a lot of great fan art that I've seen on the pages. So we should have a coffee table book, right? Actually, now that you mention it. Yeah, we not should. just a fan art, but of like, you know, just everything. Yeah. Yeah. And a, doc hey. a documentary, too. Yeah. We, we've been talking about that but that's all we've been doing. <laughs> one, one day I'll finish this book. I've been threatening to write for 15 years. We have footage. We started a kind of a documentary. So there's like with, when Kim, you know, when Kim was around and there's interview footage and yeah. So there's, there's like, you know, unfinished stuff out there that we could probably, you know, cobble together. Absolutely. Yeah. There's, yep. there's good. I remember Kim didn't like the angle he filmed her driving like from the side and <laughs> Kim, Kim didn't like the angle. So that kind of, <laughs> I yeah. don't want to say kill the project, but it put a, <laughs> put a damper on things. <laughs> so the, the, I guess the plan was the next time for him to run outside, outside the car filming from the outside of the car rather than in the passenger seat. So on the hood, on the, the hood. Yeah. look at in straight ahead. Yep. Yeah, yeah Kim so, pretty much yeah. had full creative control over every aspect at that point. Like once we got once we disengaged from Warner Brothers, like she was like, um, you know, so if she didn't like an angle, uh, not, yeah. that was not gonna be <laughs> not gonna be in it. <laughs> me and Roy, me and Roy learned uh, real quick, like just okay, just let her pick yeah. the album cover <laughs> or the, you know. It, it would sometimes go on for a while. Roy'd be like, I don't care if the thing comes out in a brown fucking paper bag like, <laughs> yeah. at this point. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then we didn't mention that she produced all the records after that including really really happy so yeah produced by yeah Kim, i mean that so. started look even on even on the first muffs record it says co-produced by the muffs i mean that's kim that's kim that's that 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 first sounds produced by our two a and r guys and kim and then yeah we, yeah and you then, know we the band gets a production credit on happy birthday to me but you know yeah, that's that's Kim. We Ronnie and I, like I said, Ronnie and I ate and watched TV during that whole recording. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it needs to be said, really, really happy. It's so crystal clear. It is a great sounding record. Mm -hmm. She did yeah. an awesome job on that with it. Well, that was the other thing is like we always were limited to like, the, you know, like with this with so I think kind of starting with this, like Kim was able to take her time. There was no stress to finish the record. It was like. And that was, you know just for her she could just tinker around in her at her house and work on it forever yeah. you know whereas when you're in a studio where there's a lot of you know when you're you're paying for time you got to finish there's a deadline okay. so 
it was that that's another thing like just it allowed her to relax and just go at her own pace so it's happily named really really happy yeah. you know, <laughs> she was happy. she was happy we were all happy yeah and we're i was generally happy anyway I, I will end by saying i definitely had to refrain from using really really happy about you guys coming on the show so i was gonna say i'm super super excited but it took a lot to refrain from saying really, really happy is, but i'm proud of myself but thank you guys so much for coming on it was a blast having you guys it was always fun to watch you guys on stage together yes. and how you guys interacted with each other as well as with kim and it's just great to hear you too not remembering as much as I had hoped you would. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no. Hey, thank people should people should have me and Roy together on, on these things more more often. Yeah, so. yeah. All right, Soraya, take us home. All right. Thank yeah. you, Ronnie. Thank you, thank Ronnie. You. Thank you, <laughs> this has been amazing, and I can't wait for part two. Yeah. Right. <laughs> when, when Thanks, the, you guys. When the CD yep. box set comes out of all the must. Record. There we go. Yeah. yeah. This could be a bonus album, just the audio from this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys. Thank, thank you, thank you so, much so much. Thank you. Yes. Bye. All right. Bye. This, this is the part where they talk about us, Roy, when we go away. Yeah, I know. What a <laughs> couple of assholes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was tough. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye, All everybody. Right. Bye. Bye, Roy. Bye. Thanks. Bye, Ronnie. See you, Roy. <laughs> Yeah, oh. <laughs> well yeah. frank uh we're glad that you are on oh. board because i don't know if the two of us could have could have handled this much fun <laughs> oh my god frank thank oh. goodness you were here wow I, I appreciate you guys asking me along for the ride that was a <laughs> lot of fun yeah. <laughs> i think you got more than you bargained for though i think yeah oh absolutely oh, okay so i have to i i'm gonna ask the two of you so jeff you never said what your favorite tracks off are really really happy are oh yeah, yeah. I, I started at how i passed the time Yeah, that that's mine. So I mean, it's really hard to pick uh, yeah. from these because there's so many great songs like they've mentioned, and 17 tracks on a regular album, and like we mentioned, a lot of them are two to three minutes, mostly in the two minute range. But listening to these demo versions, it was just amazing to hear. Um, and uh, I mean, they're almost like complete tracks. But as Ronnie mentioned, when um when you add in the bass and you add in right the drums and just the fullness that what they the took from those out. demos of like um and and frank you mentioned like th they didn't deviate a whole lot from mm. kim's ideas but it just becomes really full and it 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 develops into that muff sound and it was really cool to hear roy say that that kim was so familiar with them and what they would do and what she would anticipate that they would do that right. she was able to to put these together with that in mind, knowing how these two, um, this amazing rhythm section, I mean, this band was incredible. I mean, the, just the yes. family dynamic of them and the closeness, but just this, how tight they were and seeing them on stage was just fantastic. And honestly, Roy is one of my favorite drummers of all time. And Ronnie's one of my favorite people of all time. <laughs> just, I mean, the guy is amazing. And, and um, if he wasn't slacking, sleeping on stage, like he would do, be known to do once in a while he was fantastic performer <laughs> and the banter the banter that they would have and the connection that the three of them would have specifically 
Kim and Ronnie on stage was just fantastic. And this album is killer. And I'm so thankful to Omnivore for putting this out. But uh, wish they would have did that before I, I dropped those 80 to $90 <laughs> that I did. But <laughs> it's nice to have the original too. But Omnivore right. sounds, sounds so much better. I really enjoy the demo on every song. I've listened to that two or three times, and then I'll go back and I'll listen to the to the finished. And there is you you do feel the comparison, but you knew she knew what she was doing. You, you're absolutely right, she, and she did right for them, and it, it made for just some beautiful music. And, and seventeen songs, and they're all so different. Absolutely, and that was one of the things that really took me by surprise. You know, as I was listening to this reissue, I just had this moment where I go, wow, you know, the variety, mm -hmm. the variety in styling and arrangement, I really enjoyed. And there was a moment where um, during this week, I was re-listening to the reissue and uh, I, I said to myself, Kim Chaddock was a badass, a yes. badass as a, with a guitar and I go but man what an amazing pop songwriter you know did you, you know and that's the thing is like you would see her with this with this super in to me it was like artistically intense because she was you know Roy said it she was the front person right and she let you know it and she wrote these beautiful songs and that's why my awful dream becomes this it, it tells a very different story to me and I said man, this girl could write a pop song yeah. brilliantly. Do, do you guys get the cheap trick influence on some of these songs? I, I could definitely hear it. Yeah, the Beatles, cheap trick, all that pop magic was on this record. And I know she wasn't a big fan of the later Beatles, but she loved the young, you know, the, the early Beatles. And it, it comes out on these, these chord arrangements mm -hmm. and, and, vocal changes and everything just yeah great album yeah and i hear like a lot of like late 50s even early 60s pop melodies and yeah. some of the, i mean influences there and then she just like brought power to it like she yeah. takes takes that and oh yeah like this is the 90s like i'm gonna hit take those that pop sensibilities and just like put some put some balls behind it right Literally. absolutely yeah. and i i really liked what roy said <laughs> when he said, you know, she was writing for us as a trio. She knew how we would play and we would read each other's minds at one yeah. point. It's that synergy. And, you know, just listening to Roy and Ronnie talk about, you know, some of their adventures as a band and some of their experiences recording, you go, it's good to hear that a band can do these sort of things. And the fact that Kim had this space to create you know, she had the, the, the recording material at her home. And so she had time to explore what she wanted the sound to be. And so it's like, we get this really different band in this yeah. album. And I, I like this period of the band, but yeah. I, I'm with Ronnie and Roy saying, this is, an, this is an album that does not get as much attention as it should. Right. And I'm really, really glad that we have this reissue. Yeah. And all those demos. Yeah. And and it shows the difference between the band and then when she was with the Pixies between a family and business. Because 
they gelled so well together after being together for so long. And then for her to go off and, and, and be with another band and for whatever reason that it didn't work out, some of us may never know the real ins and outs of it. They didn't have that same family feel, you know, just like Roy was talking about with her doing the uh, selfie on the phone and dead silence in the car. You know, that that's just tells you, okay, this wasn't the right mixture at that time. Yeah. So. All right. So for our listeners who may or may not know Frank Dragato, please go check out JFJ Conspiracy, him and two of his high school buddies, Jerry and Jim do some pretty cool interviews, do look back at some old classic albums and they're always digging up new, new bands yeah, to listen to. Um, and besides that, they're just a lot of fun to watch. Um, <laughs> I've, I've seen every single episode. Frank, how long have you guys been doing that? Yeah, we're on, going on three years now. Three yeah. years. Yeah. And then also yeah. we mentioned club Barnett that yes. um, we talked to Ronnie on uh, Frank heads that up, edits that. So definitely check that out too. Yeah. But let, let's mention that for the next couple of episodes of the JFJ conspiracy podcast, Jeff's going to be sitting in for Jim, who's working graveyard shift and has to take a little break. So we are so excited and, and to bring a different flavor to our show. Uh, excited to have you for the next couple episodes. I'm very excited too. And the only reason I qualified is because my name started with a J. So absolutely. I, yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So and don't I, get any other ideas. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. <laughs> Yeah. Cannot wait. Cannot wait. Frank, this has been a thrill to have you on oh, as a so guest much. host. And what a great, what a great episode. Yes. Yes. That was a lot of fun. And so Ronnie fun. and Roy. Talking Thank you for having me, guys. Awesome album. So Frank, we'll do this again. Don't okay. worry. You know, okay. we've got this Muffs documentary and other, <laughs> other yeah. things. We need to get some money together and get Jeff a camera. That's what we need to do. Yeah. I, I'd like to film this. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. I think we've got we've got work to do. Yes. So, Frank, thanks so much. Thank you. Goodbye, Thank guys. You. All right. Bye bye. Right. Oh, Jeff. That was too much fun. Uh, I wrote so many notes, but I wanted to share one. Um. Hold on. Let me just find it. It was, um, I just had it too. I just had it and I said, oh, this is what I want. Well, you know that you can edit this out, but. Yes. um, Okay, well, I'll just go back to, first of all, this was, I think, really, really, uh, I'm, I'm trying not to use the really, really happy, but I know this was, this was such a great conversation about an album that just, I think it continues to grow on me the more I listen to it. And I'm... I'm I'm seriously so amazed at what Kim Shattuck wrote, and um, and you know what was it that that they said that she wrote a song 
was it the song was used for the Canadian Milk Council? I think or so. it was written for that. And I said, okay, so what is it that she could not do? Right, right. You know, yeah. great songs. She played like a beast. Performance, singing. I mean, she produced she really the complete package as a musician, as an artist. And the three of them together, because I mean, we know the, the Mups go through this, go through this transition from four to two, from four to three. And, um, but it's this trio that, you know, there's something really, really extraordinary about these three together. And, yeah. you know, and then for, for them, you know, for Roy to say, you know, we would read each other's minds at one point and go, yeah, you know, because she knew them well, they knew her well. And that's why I found it funny, you know, um, uh, they would kind of just play off of one another consistently. Yeah. And they had, you know, Ronnie said, you know, we would kick songs out of the list of the playlist at the last minute, Roy would get mad and, you know, kind of start, you know, giving us the, the business from behind the kit. And then they would just, you know, pick up again or, you yeah. know, Roy saying, well, I need, Hey, I need a break at some point. And then, you know, she'd either pay attention to her or not. And, but there was always that collective goal, love, care, friendship, you name it, whatever you want to call it. That really kept them tied as a unit. And, you know, when Roy said, when we would talk about it, okay, well, I have this opportunity with Rick. Yeah, go. I have this opportunity with the Pixies. Freaking, yeah, go, go do it. And they could always come back together. I think that's what really solidifies for me how important not only was this band for fans, but for each other, you know, and they could come back revisit and come back together yeah yeah i mean they're an, an inseparable like i think it just such an, an emotional attachment to one another and um even with the fact that ronnie and kim dated at the beginning and then they didn't but they were so connected just as people like as human beings and it's they're just they're just incredible together so they're they were more than a pop band more than a punk pop band what have you i mean they were really a family and um soraya you and i had the pleasure i don't know if that's the right word of visiting kim's uh resting spot with ronnie definitely an honor point. it yeah. was an honor to visit that and um an honor thank you and it, it was neat to learn that this yeah. was at the at that near that location I, I had no idea where this shot was taken at um and Ronnie mentions the fact that it's not the greatest album cover, but you can see like the, their personalities in here with Kim. Just and then show the back, you know. If then you have yeah, and and with this reissue, um, I think we get a little more of the story. Yes, especially because of these included tracks and um, hats off to Omnivore for taking on this project and really giving us something really valuable, in my opinion. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. And, um, you know, Jeff, when you, when you mentioned, you asked a question and then they, um, 
they reiterated it's the, that it's this core fan base that despite their breaks would follow them would go and go to these shows so you know because as they were talking about it, i wrote down this fan base really sustained them and continues to do it to this day absolutely oh yeah so it's just good to see um a band that's really enjoyed by its fans and um and continuing to enjoy even though there's no new recording but we've got these reissues and it sounds like there are other things that are still there you know because when i read this la weekly article I'll, i'll read you the quote really quickly um Uh, Roy was quoted as saying, the last record that we released, No Holiday, we used some of the demos or half-finished songs that we'd never finished up, McDonald says. So there's not much left. I think what was left is what ends up on this record. I don't think there's much left out there. I don't think Kim had any hidden tapes, but maybe, end quote. And that's why I asked that, that question, because you almost don't want it you almost don't want the tracks to, tracks to stop coming. Right. But yeah. it sounds like there's still more just different. You know, Roy had mentioned live tracks and that there's some footage that was shot kind of thinking about some sort of film or documentary. So I think we still have more of the story to explore. Absolutely. And uh, I'm grateful that uh, Roy and Ronnie are, are, willing to continue to explore it and share it with the fans so absolutely this was a lot of fun that was so much fun this was a lot of fun and i'm so so happy that we had roy mcdonald that we had ronnie barnett that we had frank dragato um and us and uh yeah that was so good day fun. and we're probably going to take a little break after this episode maybe for a couple of weeks with you yeah do a little bit of traveling and I got some work to do around the house. This room is going to be destroyed. All these records are going to end up in the hallway, uh, redo this floor, but um, we're going to take a little break, but we'll be back as soon as we can. Absolutely. So everyone stay safe, stay well. We'll be back soon. So mi gente, Groove on, pace the people. What a couple of assholes.